Happy Dad is available at a lot of your local bars and restaurants. You might even find it at some saloons. If you've enjoyed a Happy Dad, then you know it goes well with your burger, your wings, pizza, and steak. <laughs> People in California eat it with their sushi, too. Go to happydad.com find to find a bar or restaurant near you so you can watch the games with the boys while enjoying an ice-cold daddy drink. The ladies love it as well. If your bar doesn't carry Happy Dad, then ask them to call their distributor to stock up. You can't have a burger with that skinny can, can you? It's time to man up and drink Happy Dad. Happy New Year. All right, boys, we're back. Another Full Send Podcast episode. We took a little break. We're going to have Dana back on the pod. Dana's just like, it's kind of like when we do like an internal episode too. Like Dana's just pretty much one of the boys at this point. Um, it's pretty crazy to be able to call him an actual friend. Yeah. How many, how many days a week do you think you talk to him? It could be like we don't talk for like a week and then we talk like every day or we're texting about something or FaceTiming about. It's just like an, any other friend. But honestly. is it like random? Because you don't do too many like checkups on me and shit. Like, yo, how have you been? How you doing? Do, do you guys have that relationship? Yeah, I check up on him a lot. That's <laughs> yeah, see. a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He does the same for you? I check up on you. Only if you've seen some crazy shit that I got into. Nah. No, there's never like a random phone call or like a text. Like you wouldn't send me like a happy if- Thanksgiving text. I don't think you'd send me one either. Yeah, I would. Happy Thanksgiving? Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's because like if if I, I see you on social media, I know what you're doing. Oh. But if you go quiet, <laughs> I also just know like you're on a bendy. And yeah, it's just I like I, there's not – I don't want to bother you when you're in that bendy mode. Yeah, I know. There's nothing don't. to really check up. Like last time I didn't don't see Don't check you. up on me because you already know where my mental state is. Exactly. At. Last time I didn't see you for like a week or two or some shit, I knew you were in New York just getting absolutely <laughs> after it. So yeah, was t- that was the scariest week of my life. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty bad. But uh, speaking of New York – you just attended UFC. Who'd you take? Uh, I took o- OT Megan. OT Megan? And Gabe. Oh. you And then you met Trump and... Trump, some, Trump was there. He came up again. to me, dabbed me up. Did you uh, introduce your date to him? No, I didn't actually. You, you can't introduce your girl to Trump. What's that like when Trump looks back at you, shakes your hand, and you have like your date? Or, I don't know what you're... Are you guys dating or... No. Okay. Just friends. But like what's her immediate reaction when she sees that? Because that's mean, a pretty, pretty big flex. It's pretty sauce. <laughs> it's pretty sauce. Tucker Carlson came up, threw in a little zin with him. Oh, yeah. How was that? Wait, it was he, dope. He He's takes, such a beauty. He takes level sixes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the six bombers, too. Me, too. Yeah. You, the threes just don't. Yeah. But even the, yeah, the threes is just like. It's like a different form of a pick-me-up, I feel like. It's so nice, though. It wakes me up. It's not even for the head rush. It's just like. The feeling of just having an upper deck just in your fucking lip. Yeah. And it just like slightly burns your lip a little bit. You just, it just feels so comfortable. I know. I need it one feels right so now. fucking right to have a Zen upper deck, especially after a few drinks. Like, you know, when you're at the send and you're just like, you're buzzing, you're like, all right, I've had a few too many. It's like, it's time to throw in a nice Zen, just milk one for like, yeah, another I mean, 30 usually minutes. if that's the case, I'm thinking of something else, but yeah. I'm thinking of a nice Zen. No, me too. Yeah. I mean, dude, if I could hang out with any, like... I feel like you're trying to expose me there for the OT shit. What do you mean, bro? Just you... sneak sneak up on me with that one, eh? No, I mean, that's a pretty big opportunity. Ringside. Yeah. You could take you any... You took her out a few times, right? Like, how, casual how many, shit. How many? Twice. But it was, no, like, more. three. But it was, like, <laughs> casual, like, yo, going to the club, come with. It wasn't like, yo, going to sit ringside, president, it's going to be there, going to dap up Tucker Carlson. I actually didn't know Trump Dana was going to be there, too. Yeah, I didn't either. I was surprised I at how know. many people I found attended. it on the way there. And then I told her, I said, yo, by the way, Trump's going to be there. 
There was a lot of people there. Kid Rock. It was like the Avengers walking out. We should talk to Dana about that, but. Yeah. No, that was. Well, I'm happy for you, bro. I don't know. Like, I'm sure she's hitting you up, blowing you up. OT. I'm sorry I friends owned you. Uh, I don't know. Are you guys just friends or? Yeah, we're just, we're just friends. Okay. All right. Well, let's get Dana in here. <laughs> yeah. Got big cash on the line right yeah, now. Tell us some fucking weight. But how, <laughs> how. Cash doesn't motivate you. What will? How is that fair? How is what fair? Like, he's, he's not disciplined. He's got a little cheat code. Is it the same thing? Say that again. He's not disciplined. Well, he's on the shot. Okay. So don't you think that's like a little unfair? Yeah, it's very unfair, but he's still not fucking making the weight even though he's on the shot. Don't you think that's ridiculous? Then? I think he needs more motivation. Don't don't up the Some case. people are motivated in different ways. Tell us about the bet. So I made a bet with him to lose weight. Uh I, I couldn't believe when we did the power slap thing that he was 300 <laughs> fucking pounds. It's just the guy doesn't look 300 pounds. So he thought the scale was broken. So I made a bet with him for 10 G's, right? That he could get down to 15, 15 G's that he would get down. 25 pounds. Huh? 25 pounds. Boom. He hit it. He did it. But that first 25, when you're five foot fucking six, 300 pounds is easy to fucking lose. So he does it. Then we uh, we make another bet to get him to the next level, and the day's coming up because I'm supposed to see him in New York, and he starts blowing my assistant up saying he's not going to make the weight, and I'm like, what the fuck do you mean he's not going to make the weight? This is bullshit. So we get him on the phone, so we re readjusted the bet to the December show. When he shows up here in December, you have to weigh what? 230, and you get what? So if he weighs 230 pounds, he gets another 15,000, so he's upped his fucking salary by $30,000 this year if he can fucking make it. Then once we hit that, then we'll make another goal. Holy fuck. Why are you and giving this guy so much money? I didn't give him any money. I gave him 15000 I tried to give him another 15000 and he refused it. Uh, so we're going again. How much do you have to go? You know why I'm doing it? Because I like him. No, I know. He's a nice kid. And I like him. And I want him to be able to do this. And, and some people are motivated by different things. And I thought money would motivate him. And I was wrong. So... We're going to give it another shot. And if food that doesn't work. Him. Food motivates him, unfortunately. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, unfortunately, food motivates all of us. Yeah. You know true. what I mean? The difference, the difference in some people is you have to have, you, you have to have this ability to fight with yourself. You know, you ever hear Joe Rogan talk about the inner bitch that fucking tries yeah. to, you know, fuck with you. Yeah, Everybody right. has it. You just have to fucking, you, you have to have the mental toughness to get through this stuff i just did this fucking 86 hour fast yeah what made you what made you decide to do that like how did that come i saw about? this thing online with this doctor from boston he was saying and there's there's clinical studies they've done studies on this thing they've done it on animals and humans but if you do this water fast for seven days basically when you put your body through adversity right different types of adversity like cold plunging for instance you stay in there for three minutes at 50 degrees your, your body thinks you're dying and yeah. your liver releases that shock protein, mm -hmm. right? Which is really good for you. When you do this, when you do this water fast, your body starts fighting to try to stay alive when you do stuff like this to it. So apparently it sheds all the bad dead cells and regenerates all these new cells Damn. to fight starvation or whatever the body thinks is happening. How does that not make sense? It's crazy. It's fucking awesome, man, is what it is. And there's over a 70% chance that when you do this, uh, you, you, you don't get Alzheimer's disease or fucking uh, uh, cancer and a bunch of other nasty shit. So if I talked to Gary Brecka. I run everything by this guy. So Brecka said it, it's absolutely true. It absolutely works. But you don't have to do seven full days. Do 72 hours and, and told me all these things to do. I'm telling you, I felt incredible, man. I felt while you like were doing it, you felt incredible. Yeah. 
And I worked, I worked all day, every day, like I do and worked out every day. Like I do really. Yeah. My last day of the fucking, I could have gone longer. I could have done fucking seven days. I felt so good. Okay. So you, what were the urges like to fight hungry at all? So the urges are this, when, when, when you, when you start getting into like 48 hours, 50 hours, you're not hungry. Okay. But you're thinking about fucking food. When you think about our life, everywhere we look and everything we do, turn on the TV and try to watch a fucking football game. It's fucking pizza and, you know, uh, fast food restaurants and all this fucking shit that just beating you over the head subliminally. And then you start walking around your house and you look at the shit that you got in your house and you're not hungry. You're just, you're bored and you're walking around snacking and, you know. Right. So I love doing stuff that tests test your will like that. I love I love it. So uh gary tells me to do it twice a year i'm gonna do it twice a year fucking everybody's doing it everybody here at ufc is doing it skip did it first you just saw how rip skip got after three days it rips you to fucking shreds so do you which is great but really what the benefit is internally you know what i mean but i say this all the time it's like with the blood work with gary when everything's right inside everything looks good on the outside too do you put that weight back on after or does i'm it still like- at 192 what were you before after the fast, I was 192. Do you know you were before the fast? Yeah, I was like, see, I'm, I'm still, all, but my buddies that did it lost 10 pounds. I only lost like five or six. And I did it coming straight out of New York. And I ain't gonna lie, I ate a couple of, ate a couple of bad things in New York. Yeah. But uh, wanna hear Damn. something fucking crazy? So when you hear me talk about the Gary Brecker thing all the time and all the things that cleared up, no more meds, all the shit, and I stopped snoring, no sleep apnea. So apparently we went to an Italian restaurant one night that I said, fucking, I'm gonna try a little bit of this pasta. I ate a couple of the different pastas and just a few bites, snoring like a fucking beast that night. Snored like a savage. How fucking crazy is that? Pasta's so fucking this good, This food, though. man. This food over here. Just the food over here. Is- so you will still muck some, like, some pasta once in a while? No, but I did in New York. Oh, I did in New York. We had a big fucking weakness. night out with everybody, and we went to this Italian restaurant. And normally I'm good. I'll get the steak or whatever. Listen, eh. A couple bites won't kill me. Eh, wrong answer. That's crazy. What have you guys been up to? What have we been up to? Well, I mean, we've pissed. just been on the road for like two months. I know. You guys are beasts. And congrats to you, Kyle. Kicking yeah, fucking I'm ass, trying. man. Well, you inspired well, us all well, you're to that start dude, going. man. You're that dude. You, when you set your mind to it, you know, listen, when you see successful people, there's a pattern. There's an absolute pattern. And uh, not saying you're not successful. I'm just saying. Um, but when you see successful people, there's a pattern. When you, when you, when you set your mind to do something, you do it. Yep. I think it's so big too for us because like you know all the business combos we have too and like mm-hmm. we have that exact demo too like if I'm a role model I think with all the business going into everyone wants to be healthy now post COVID obviously too so yep. I think obviously all the obvious benefits aside from getting healthy and getting in shape and just feeling good just I think for the next five years of my career whatever I do I think being healthy, being in shape for all the businesses that we want to launch is so well, how much so how much beneficial. more energy do you have? How much more clarity yeah. do you have now? Hundred percent. And you know, and you're a young dude. You could have fucked around for another ten years. Yeah. You know, I am not a young dude, and uh, you know, it's completely changed my life over the last two years. I'm way more productive than I was two years ago. I'm I'm on a whole nother fucking level. Like I'm thirty again. And you're just addicted to it, right? Addicted to it. I'm a fucking in. I'm all in. I do the superhuman every day. I, I travel with a fucking cold plunge now. My room in New York has a cold plunge in it now. I'm getting all these hotels that I stay at to build a, a, a cold plunge there, and I'll stay there every time I go. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm so fucking loony on this shit right now. How many how many people are hitting you up, telling you that you're inspiring them? 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are doing it. What everybody's hitting me up is saying, introduce me to fucking Gary Brecca. That's what everybody's hitting me up saying. I'm li- literally 10, 15 a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, pe- people aren't, listen, if, if, if a 54-year-old dude who was all fucked up and had all these problems, I think a lot of people, and I was the same way, I think that a lot of people keep that shit to themselves. I mean, look how tight I am with you guys. You guys never knew how fucked up I was. Never heard me walking around going, oh, I'm fucked up. My, my legs, my this, my that, I sleep apnea. You just, you're a man. Yeah. What's you don't talk to- about that shit. You fucking deal with it and you go and, and you do your thing. And then once I came out and started saying, yeah, this is what was wrong with me. Other dudes were like, holy shit. Yeah. I have that too. And I thought it was just, you know, part of life. What made, what made you hit that breaking point? I, I didn't hit a breaking point. A Carrie. Oh, Carrie he approached Kaysen, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, she's, right. she's like, yeah. ah, Kyle, two years ago, if you told this to me, the minute you walked away, I'd be like, that motherfucker's a, a nutbag. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's fucking out of his mind. He's he just makes a lot of sense the way he I speaks. I used to shit all over holistic medicine. Yeah. Now, and you said it, it's absolutely right. Now after COVID, COVID woke us up to a lot of fucking bullshit with big pharma and these doctors and all this shit, man. All they want to do is put you on pills and yeah, it's just, it's an awakening. I fucking woke up and, and uh, I'm one of these people. I don't believe in anything till you fucking show me. Gary Brecka has shown me. That was such a crazy time, COVID. I mean, that's how we kind of first started hanging yep, out and stuff like that. Have you been seeing, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, have you been seeing all the COVID like vaccine commercials? It's insane. Have you seen like, even like Travis Kelsey oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. promoting it and stuff yeah. like that? What do you think about that? What's your take on that? The Travis, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. Um, other than he's a good football player. He's getting a lot of attention right now. But other than, I, I don't know why, unless he's a believer. Why would you promote that garbage? I don't know why you would do it. Um, it's pretty fucking obvious we don't need it. Um, but like I say, to each his own, man. I, it's like um, people that are still wearing masks, you know? Unless you're Asian, because they were doing it way before it was cool. You know what I mean? The, the, the Asian people <laughs> have been wearing masks for fucking it's true. decades. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have. If you're not Asian and you're still wearing a mask, <laughs> you're basically just telling everybody, hey, I'm nuts. Hey, check me out. I'm fucking crazy. Uh, we get it. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, he must have no got, on... got a bag Well, for wait. That. You're about to say there was no amount of money what? There's no amount of money that would make me uh, do something that I didn't fucking believe in. No amount of money. We were so, talking about how. So you uh, must believe. Yeah, we were talking about how you uh, were you walked out with Trump. It was you, Trump, Kid Rock, and Tucker, right? Yep. It's a pretty crazy walkout. It's like yeah. the fucking Avengers, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was uh, New York is always a fucking experience, man. The MSG, the buzz, the energy, but but the truth of the matter is. Our fan base is aligned. I mean, we're, you know, our fan base, our fighters, everybody. I could walk out with Trump in San Francisco and the fucking place will go nuts. I mean, it's it's our fan base. I was going to ask you, how hard was it to to break the news to Kid Rock that you're doing the Bud Light deal? Um, no, it it wasn't hard to break the news to anybody when I tell you, tell everybody why I'm doing it. Yeah. Why I'm with Bud Light. Um, you know, I was just. I've been talking about this for fucking two weeks. I'm only doing deals with, with brands that I'm aligned with. Right. And I am way more aligned with Anheuser-Busch than I am with any other beer company on this fucking planet. Let me just put it to you that way. I'm, I'm in the know. I deal, with, I, I deal with the real shit every day. And 
you know, I know Bud Light got hammered over over one thing that they did. But when you look at the company as a whole and what they stand for and what they believe in, and, and, and when you talk about what somebody believes in and what they stand for, look at what they've done. Look at their track record. You know, and I've said it a million times. 65,000 Americans are employed at Anheuser-Busch. That should be your number one reason. 65,000 jobs in America, an American company. Number two, they spend almost a billion dollars a year with U.S. farmers. That alone should be another reason. A big majority of their, of their uh, employees are vets. They, they, they spent $44 million over the last several years taking care of fallen first responders, families, um, uh, military families of soldiers who have fallen. Uh, you know, these guys are, I'm way more aligned with them than I am with anybody else. Someone's got to say it too. I'll just Bud leave Light, it at that. Bud Light is fire. Of course. I don't, well, I don't care. I'm not, call me trans, call me gay, but <laughs> Bud Light, Bud Light's fire. Like yeah. it, like for a beer, if I'm drinking a beer, a nice crispy Bud Light is, I hate to say it. I like, agree. I'm not even just You don't have that. to hate to say yeah. it. It's, it's true. And and listen. Th- we were making whole, jokes I about just, that. I just, the, I personally the, think people were maybe a little bit surprised because you always stand on what you believe in. 100%. So. So don't be surprised. Yeah. That's so, so there must be more to the story then. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. you just explained. Yeah, um, exactly. And some uh, so when you start talking about, you know, and, and here's the thing, these people who consider themselves patriots and are like hardcore, I fucking love this country. I am an American and I love this country. Um, you know, if you consider yourself a patriot and you're talking about all the other beers out there, I know all the other beers out there. You should be drinking fucking barrels of Bud Light if woke is what you're worried about. Trust me when I tell you. Just trust me. Um, Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows what I stand for. I don't need fucking money. People are like, oh, you fucking sell out. I was going to get a shitload of money no matter what, who I went with. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So fucking And you don't good. have to say, hey, I hate to say it. Bud Light is a great product. That's no, why they I'll, the, I'll get roasted for saying it too. That's why they were the I number just, one beer I'm just in America being honest, forever. Like, put me on a lie detector. Like Bud Light's probably... No, one we, of my we favorite all beers for sure. Uh, so next week yeah. I'm going out to Anheuser Busch and doing this whole tour and, and everything. And and you know we were with them before. They have this room that you go down where the beer comes right out of the fucking processing plant. And when it comes out, you know this shit's bottled and then stored and shipped and all that stuff. And you're like Bud Light, taste it coming right out of the fucking. It's unbelievable. I'll try it. You guys should. We you should, should go down there. You should meet me down there. Well, when is it? Uh, I, we'll get together with Nicole after. And if you guys can come down, you should, you should do the fucking trip with me. It's, it's pretty bad. Definitely take Gabe, are you, too. Are you allowed to talk about without how much, obviously you can't say certain stuff, but how does that deal as like the president of the UFC, how do you navigate like that deal? I'm allowed I don't to know talk how you about whatever the fuck No, I'm saying like when the, like the previous sponsor thing expires, mm-hmm. how does that kind of go down? Like the negotiation with the new sponsor? Yeah, so. You know, the, 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 uh, we, we were in business with Modelo uh, for the last six years, and our deal's up Jan 1. And uh, the guy who uh, was our go-between um, at Modelo is a good dude, and I like him a lot, and I respect him. And, uh, you know, we, we talked, and, and, and we went back and forth, and we negotiated. And, um, you know, I finally had to make the call and say, hey, listen, I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to make a move and go somewhere else. And, uh, you know, I love the guy, respect him. And, you know, he, he did a great job with us and, and handling a lot of the stuff for us during our, our relationship with them. So does Bud Light come in with the only offer? Or are there like other offers yeah, no, that are like, there's plenty of offers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because when we first got our beer deal, you know, when you get into sports, the beer deal is a big deal. What was that first beer Mickey's deal? Mickey's Big Mouth was our first ever sponsor. And how much was and that? we used to drink that. You, you guys probably don't even know what the fuck that is. No idea. It's a malt liquor. We all used to drink it in high school. Oh, Mickey's. Mickey's. 40s. Mickey's. Yeah, and in a green bottle. I've exactly. Had those. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're, they're not the tastiest, though. Exactly, but yeah. they're affordable yeah. when you're young. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so so we used to drink that shit, and obviously, we used to drink tons of fucking Bud Light when we were in high school, too. So um, so when we first got our Bud deal, it, it, it was a big deal for us. And the guy who was the king over at Budweiser at the time was a guy named Tony, uh, Tony Pontoro. Tony Pontoro was the most powerful fucking guy in all of sports. And uh, he was a good dude. And we had fun with our first beer deal. So would you remember like what that first like bag was for the beer deal for the UFC? How much? Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, just the fact that we had that Bud Light logo in the fucking center when we're done. So when I pitched Bud Light, um, when we were pitching him. I built this video that I made. I, w- I want to show you guys before you leave today, okay. this, this Bud Light video that I made for, That's it'll, crazy. It'll, it'll resonate. Was that the big first sponsor for the UFC? Like, was that the yes. first sponsor where you're yes. like, holy shit? Yes. Yeah. And you were probably fucking 12 or something. Uh, w- wait till I show you this fucking it's, commercial. This is kind of off topic, but I just compare this to like other leagues, like Commissioner Goodell, and it seems like you have the most responsibility out of anybody. Like you're dealing with this and then you have you like you personally, when you see all these stars that are at UFC events, they all hit you up personally, right? Yeah. And they say, Hey, I need tickets for this. I get tickets for that. Does yeah. that ever piss you off? Or how do you decide? Like, no, I love it. I love it, man. It's just, it's, it's all, all in how you, uh, all in how you, like Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Like, if you'd have told me six years ago that me and Jared Leto would be good friends, I'd have been like, You're crazy. There's, there, there's not anything that Jared Leto and I could possibly have in common. Jared Leto is the coolest motherfucker ever. He goes I, to a lot of fights. Yeah. I love it. Not only is it, he watches fucking everything, he he knows every little detail, hits me up all the time about this and that. Jared Leto, I fucking love that kid. Great, great dude, man. And uh, so most of the people that come are all really cool guys. And, you know, you've you've interacted with most yeah. of them. It's very rare do we get a douchebag at a, at, a, at a UFC event. Usually the fans <clears throat> are really cool guys. Every time we're there, we're just like, I mean, usually – Thank you. You seat us pretty well, but sometimes like the real yeah. stars will be right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, like, the, the pro- I'll, do always, always I'll do anything for you guys. No, we know. The problem with Nelk is you guys roll 50 fucking five deep. <laughs> that's him, you bro. You know what I mean? 55 no, deep. I've that's never so, had a plus so when one. we get Kyle's. That's the Shahidis Ky- now. That's the Shahidis, bro. <laughs> I swear to God. I so, swear, so bro. So we get Kyle's allotment, right? Yeah. Then we get Steve's allotment, right? Yeah, it's a lot of seats. Yeah, no. You, let me tell you what, you guys would be sitting on the fuck. You guys would be standing on the octagon for Christ's sakes. You roll 55 deep everywhere you go. Yeah. And we still get you guys. That's why care. last time in New York, I didn't bring Steiny. I didn't. Br- I just brought a chick. You, see, you, well, a well, you know I what just, happened? Yeah. So you, you were in, then you canceled. No, I know. And we're battling. We're, we're getting all the fucking shit done. It's like Friday and Amber hits me and goes, yeah, Kyle's back in. So we got to move people. There's people in those seats. So do you deal so, with that though? Yes, I do. Every fucking seating chart every weekend for the last 23 years. Yeah, see, that's I, fucking I see everybody. So they hit me up and they're like, Kyle's back in. So who we did moved you, some people. Is some it, people is had it, some okay great to say fucking who we seats moved? and Fuck. they didn't even know. know. And they, got, okay they say, got moved. Is that's it okay crazy. to say who we moved for Kyle? Hmm? Couldn't have been a super important guy if you're moving. Yeah. If you're in Madison Square Garden, New York City, in the second row 50-yard line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were somebody. Yeah. 
Did you see the girl he was with? They got moved. You see the girl he was with? No, but I heard about the girl that he was with. <laughs> From who, Junior? Uh, exactly. exactly <laughs> I seen him liking her photos. <laughs> that is well, fucking, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that is hilarious. One thing I've, oh. always, I've always wondered is, I've like the UFC doesn't allow for, like you'll see in boxing how a fighter can walk out with like a rapper or like their entourage, and that's something you've never allowed, right? Nope. They walk out with their team. They walk out with the guys who train them and help them get there and, and, and whatever. We, we don't turn it into a fucking circus. And if you ever noticed in the boxing, there's 500 people in the ring that don't belong in the ring. Who the fuck are these people and why are they in there? They're nobodies looking to get on fucking TV. That's what they yeah. are. <laughs> the only people that are in the fucking octagon are people that need to be in the octagon. Right. I, I know just, it is so crowded at the end of a boxing fight, right? It's fucking it crazy. Makes no but that sense. stuff for them. trying to even the promoters. Just, yeah. Even the promoters are going in there for what? The fuck do you need to be in there for? Yeah. Right. Um. You know when I go in there when it's time to put the fucking belt on, or if a big fucking melee starts to break out or whatever. Dude, that's it. Well, like you said, that's what our section looks like because we roll so deep with guys after a boxing fight with all those guys in the ring. That's literally what our table is going to look like at Marquee. No, we yeah. don't have that many guys. Today. But it is. It's it's fucking crowded. And you're like, who are these people? What the fuck's going on? So it's no, more it of a weird. safety thing. Uh, we, we were in the back. Remember, I was coming back from walking Trump uh, down. And, and when I was coming back, you guys were all standing up uh, by the elevator over there. And fucking Logan Paul was in there. Logan Paul did not ask for tickets. I never fucking talked. I didn't even know he was there until really? we were walking out and he was in the back. Did you see him? No. I saw him. The UFC posted he was there. Yeah, how crazy is that? Well, can't he just get his own tickets with the well, Prime Of course shit? he can. Yeah. What, you think yeah. he bought them? But when you're talking about, huh? You think he bought them? I don't know what he did. I got to ask him how he got those fucking And tickets. Dylan Dennis was there, too. I didn't know that either till after he was out front fighting with everybody, but uh, I saw it on Instagram. But uh, maybe he was in a box or something. Maybe he was in a box with somebody. Who, I don't know, but uh, I yeah, see that. I came out and I was like, hey, what's going on? I see I, that being asked a lot. Dylan Dennis in the UFC. Is that something that you'd ever entertain? I don't know. Do you think he should be? I, th I heard he just retired. I don't know. I don't like, yeah, I know the UFC is all about like the best of the best as a fan. I'd watch it, but, <laughs> but I don't know. It's, I know it's like maybe he has well, to earn his way just like any other fighter would have to earn their way. Right. Well, here's the other thing. The other thing with, with him is, and I have no beef with the kid at all. I've never, I've uh, probably said two words to him in my whole life, but uh, every time he's around shit's shit's going down. You know what I mean? And we can't have that stuff going on here. You can't, you can't, we can't, you know, a lot of people will see like uh, when guys get into it on stage or something starts to happen, they're like, oh, they must love this or whatever. No, no, we don't love it. We don't need that shit to sell fights. And basically what happens is when that like goes down. Like the physical altercations yeah, and shit. The, the, the athletic commission goes crazy and people start getting fined and, you know, they come after us. It's our job to keep that shit under control. That's why when you see these other events with these guys and everything breaks out like that, it's a fucking... Th those guys are it's, it's a it's, shit show right yeah does, total does the, unprofessional clown show does the impact that he had on the prime card with the amount of paper beef sales they sold uh none of that's like damn maybe we give him a try what do you mean just because the, he got a lot of credit for selling a lot of fucking pay-per-views i don't know what they did i haven't heard about anybody selling a lot of pay-per-views lately <laughs> they claimed i think they claimed it was 1.3 million i don't know what it numbers let, it actually did i think he just obviously hyped it up a let, lot. let me tell you this let me tell you how hard it is to sell 1.3 million pay-per-view buys. And if you did sell 1.3, if you sold fucking 700,000 pay-per-view buys, they'd be putting on fights fucking 10 times a year. When you hear those kind of numbers fly around the pay-per-view world, they're lying motherfuckers. 
Don't ever believe that shit. Yeah. You know how much fucking money that is if they went in and cut a deal and did 1.3 million pay-per-view buys? Anybody who's been on any of these fucking horrible boxing shows, and and I like... I, I like, um, you know, uh, Logan and, and and some of these guys are involved in this shit. If you come out and you say that you did 1.3 million pay-per-view buys on your event, you're lying through your fucking teeth. Lying through your teeth. Yeah. That amount of money that you would make, they'd be fucking doing pay-per-views all the fucking time. And let me tell you what, every pay-per-view distributor out there would want them and Showtime wouldn't have went out of business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that event too, kind of like I, I was personally even like hyped up for it just because of the personal beef, obviously. But I think after watching it now, it just kind of ruined it because the fights were so bad. And it's okay. like, it's, it's it not is. something it's... that you'd actually pay for. Like, maybe I'm just going to wait and see the clips on Instagram. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to watch it live next time. I think Much like, cheaper and a much better experience. Yeah. The production sucks. The fucking fights end up sucking. It's shitty boxing is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to shit. I don't care what these guys do. No, they do. crushed Knock it. They obviously out. crushed it. These yeah. are just facts. Yeah. Um, and uh, to, to say that they're doing any numbers, all these different people have tried to invest in this shit and they've tried to raise money and do all this other bullshit. Right. People would be fighting over them. Yeah. Fighting over them and throwing fucking truckloads of money at them <clears throat> if they did anywhere near a million buys. None of those fucking guys are doing a million buys. Yeah. It is just crazy. crazy, Like when you think though, the power of social media, like no one really wants to see those guys fight, but they create so much beef on Twitter, on their phones that people really will tune into that shit instead of watching two great fighters that are kind of quiet. Well, that's the problem right now for boxing is that, you know, these guys are overshadowing the guys that are actually really good and the fights that could be made. You know what I mean? As far as hype goes. For sure. But as far as sales go. No, in the, in the long term, it's probably bad for the sport. I don't know, man. I mean, when when we talk about it, we've been talking about what's bad for boxing, and boxing's dead for the last fucking thirty years. But this shit's still going on. But um, you know, the, the, there isn't the money in it that everybody thinks there is. Yeah, there's not, and there's no business there. At the end of the day, it's all just a just a bunch of hype and bullshit and you shitty think, boxing. You it's think shitty fights. Ever, you think they'll ever? Is there ever a chance that there'll be another? Connor Floyd type fight in the UFC's history to say no would be, would be crazy because because you never know what's going to happen every year as we go into a new year and I'm looking at what we did I'm like how the fuck do we beat next year and and we start looking at the lineups of fights that are coming up right there's always these fights that pop up that you don't see coming and you never expect and you know like when we were at Fight Island you know the birth of Hamza Chemaev you know what I mean? And, and look at where this dude is now. And th- th- that's the fun of being in this fucking business. I love when that shit happens. And, uh, but it happens every year. A fight pops up that you don't see coming. And when yeah, it does, well, it's really fun. We just walked in this room. We can't say anything, but there's a lot of unannounced fights right? on the wall that I didn't even know about <laughs> and locations and shit. So right. I'm looking at this and I'm like, holy fuck. Right. 2024 is about to be a big year. It's going to be badass. And you know what's fun? Going back to Toronto, brother. I know. Yeah. That's going to be fucking crazy. I'm excited for for that. I'm so fucking excited to go back to Toronto. You know, there's just such a, so much MMA fans. I I got goosebumps right now telling you, I I have this, I have this fucking love 
for Toronto, Canada. You know what I mean? When we first started blowing up in Canada, you know, we, we had GSP up there and everything. Mm -hmm. And we did these big fights in Toronto. I love the city. I love the people. I love the energy, the fucking hotels and everything else up there. I've had so much fun in, in, in my career and in my life in Toronto, Canada. So I haven't been there in so fucking long before yeah, COVID. COVID was a shit show. You, you know what I mean? So I'm excited to get so back. The it's going to be fun. The government finally started to. Yeah. Because you said you're only going to go places where you guys can 100%. do good business. 100%. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm so pumped for that. I am too. It's going to be fun. We uh, got to do some, we got to do some shit that week. Whatever you I want. Think I'm the, in. I, I don't love if, Toronto. I don't know if we'll put this in, but the LCBO I think is trying to. We're, Make it happen. We're working on that too. We're that'd helping be, push that'd it. That would be crazy. Yeah, I think they're setting up a call for me with them to, yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah, Happy so Howlerhead I'm going to try to really fucking push them to do this. So. Hell yeah. Okay, so you said, I think you did Theo the other day and you said you don't bet on sports at all. I've had some bad sports betting experiences. So, did you, so, uh, uh, Scott Van Pelt, you guys know who he is? Sports Center, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sports Center, right? Watch his show on fucking Sunday nights after the game. It's bad Beats. Bad Beats. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's it's the most brilliant segment ever built in a fucking sports show, yeah. right? Yeah. It's incredible. Every time I watch it, it blows my fucking mind. But you hear this 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 saying that people have, I'm going to throw some money on it to make the game fun. It ain't fucking fun. There's nothing fun about watching this game play out and sweating your fucking money like that. And we, there was one last night. We were playing cards last night. Me and Taylor Lewan. Taylor's in town. So we were playing cards last night up at Red Rock. And we're watching the bad beats. It was like a 60. Uh, the over-under was 60, right? And uh, there was two minutes left of the game. And, you know, it was at like 47. And to watch how everything unfolded in the last two and a half minutes to go over the fucking 60. It's just like every fucking weekend that shit happens, man. Can't Sports betting is not fun. Gamble, you, you listening to gambles? Sweat. What about <laughs> when do you crazy? You started playing, but that could be like, like that could be like having a twenty and then watching like five cards no. come out on the dealer and hitting a twenty-one too. Or seven. Yeah, exactly. No, but the, they get a seven-card fucking yeah. twenty-one to beat you. The, the difference is, is you can sweat that game for two and a half hours, look so good, and then thirty minutes things change. It's the worst fucking sweat. That's why I don't do it. How about this? How about you bet a ten-team parlay, right? How many people are watching this right now? Bet like 10 team parlays and shit. You win nine fucking games over the weekend. And then the Lose last one. game on, on your fucking thing, you end up losing in some goofy bullshit or whatever. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. And I've had, I've had too much of it. So do you, do you know what your number, your biggest hand sweat was ever? Oh yeah. Like your biggest action on one, uh, one yeah. hand of blackjack. Oh, blackjack. Oh yeah. fuck. Blackjack has been fucking. I mean, I, I I've I've done just about everything that you could do in a fucking blackjack game. I won a million dollars in one hand. What? Um, a million in one hand? Do you remember a the million hand? in one hand? Yeah, it was at Mandalay Bay because of the limits that they one. let me bet there. I had two hands out there at seventy five. I had splits that split out so many ways, Holy doubles fuck. from the splits, and fucking every way. So what's funny is. The guy that was my host at the time, we were talking like two weeks before, me and my crew, and we were like, you know, if this ever plays out, my old security guy fucking was saying, if this plays out the way this, there could be a million dollar hand. And and my guy was like, no, 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 there could never be a million dollar hand. Fucking two weeks later, a million dollar hand, and I won it. 
How was that sweat? I walked out of the room when they started flipping the fucking cards over, man. Once the thing started to play out and he was getting ready to flip his, I walked outside the room and I was waiting to hear dead fucking silence or people going crazy. And the whole room erupted. So I came running back in. But the real question is, did you walk away after that? Huh? Did you walk away after that? Uh, Or did you keep going? No, because I think I was in. And no, I kept playing. I kept playing. I don't know how it ended that (laughs) night, but, but I kept playing. But I've had so many nights. I mean, we were literally just, I had a fucking crazy night last night. Well, I was going to say something that you do that people might not know. And you bail people out all the time. You bailed me out. You bailed Kyle out. Steve, like, why do you? Only, only difference is you beg. I, I was due for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll come no around. Bob, I'll bail you out any day, brother. No, Bob, Manny, two right? No, no. <laughs> well, that's where he came from. He was groomed. He yeah. was groomed by Minnery. Okay, I, I really, I really <laughs> we got another groomer. Brett, right? Yeah, Brad says, Brett says he might be worse. <laughs> yeah. He no, might be worse. No apparently. fucking way. I really appreciate that though. But why do you do that for everybody? Just because you're a good well, guy. Why wouldn't I do it? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't I do it? So last night, so Taylor Lewan has since Power Slap one yeah taylor lewan has been playing i play for him and he comes over so to date we played last night he won another 30 g's last night he has won four hundred twenty thousand dollars this year what the fuck i play with his money and and that's crazy and that's with one of the times he came we lost we lost one of the times so there's been five power slap events this year four uh we won one we lost and uh he's up 420 when do you quit quit what Gambling, never, and take your I'll, win. I'll never quit gambling. Uh, you know, I, I and and I don't sports bet, but every once in a while, like when I say every once in a while, like maybe I usually I have a Super Bowl party at my house every year, and I'll go to the to, up to the Red Rock and I'll, I'll buy shit loads of prop bets, and I give them out to everybody that comes to my house. You know, oh, just have dope. the machine run through them and, and bet. And sometimes I'll bet, and, you know, the kids and everything, and uh, you know, that's for fun. You know, we're not big money one way or the other and all that shit just you know if you come over to my party and you grab five or six tickets and three or four of them hit you know people leave there with three four hundred bucks that night for yeah. for bets they didn't even have to go play so i like gambling man i grew up in this town uh i love this fucking city every night when i drive home i post the same fucking yeah, view of it. my fucking you know the highway going to my house it's just i can't tell if this city was built for me or if i was built for this city but i fucking love this place oh yeah well, hopefully Damn, we don't get yeah, Super tonight. Bowl's here this this year too, right? Yeah, yeah. And, shit. and shit's going to be crazy here. Uh, you know, um, if you look at F1 and all the shit that's going on, the Super Bowl is going to be fucking 10,000 times bigger than F1. It's going to be oh, yeah. oh my God. fucking crazy. So that weekend, Friday, we're doing Power Slap. Saturday is UFC. And Sunday is the Super Bowl. Holy shit. Yeah. That's have you a, announced the I UFC wanna, card yet? Or not no? yet. We're, we're, we're going to have two of the biggest fucking parties. The, you know how there's parties going on <clears throat> everywhere. Yeah. So basically, we're telling you know how fucking Power Slap is a party, right? Yeah. And then we'll all end up at fucking Red Rock and go crazy up there. Um, and then um, and then we'll do the same thing Saturday night, and then we'll do the Super Bowl. Holy Actually, shit. I'm going to go to um, uh, Ruben. Just called me about an hour ago. He's having a couple of fucking cool parties here. Yeah, I'm going tomorrow. Huh? To Delilah, Saturday night. Are you? Yeah, you want to go together or? <laughs> no, I'm pretty I, cool for me. I can't tomorrow. Oh, okay. But okay. you're saying yeah. for Super Bowl. I'm saying Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the fanatics. Yeah, yeah I've been party. I've been invited to a million of his parties and I've never been. So we were just talking. He's like, this is gonna be the first party you're ever gonna attend uh of mine at Super Bowl. Because there's no excuses Th- in this Vegas. This will for sure that weekend will for sure be you think the biggest weekend Vegas has ever had. Nobody throws parties like fucking Ruben does. This yeah. guy's fucking unbelievable. But I mean in terms of like money for the city of Las Vegas, the Super it's Bowl. It's gonna be the biggest thing. 
that has ever fucking happened in Las Vegas. The biggest thing of all time. I wonder how much action is wagered that weekend. Didn't Vegas just got a baseball team too, right? Yeah, they got the A's. It's crazy. We got the A's, not they. How, how, you go to the all A's. the Raiders games, don't you? Huh? You go to a lot of the Raiders games? I have a box. Yeah. So but you no, go to all go. of them? None? I really don't go to any of them, no, but I have a box there. Do you watch NFL or no? I do, but this year I really haven't watched a lot of football this year. And I love the Raiders because I love Max Crosby. Yeah. Me and Max yeah, Crosby. He's the fucking man. Fucking awesome, man. He's on fire this year, yeah. too. He's, he's a such beast. a fucking animal, man. I love he's it. He's a beast to watch. Love everything about this kid. His mindset, attitude, great personality, fun dude to hang around with, good human being. Crosby is a shit, and he's basically the leader of that team. Yeah. 100%. Another Vegas thing, uh, the sphere. Is there, is there anything you could tell us about? I'm so, I'm so fucking pumped for this thing. I, I haven't, you know, the last big challenge in my life was COVID. So the next big challenge in my life is a sphere. How to figure this thing out and how to turn this into the greatest fucking live sporting event anybody's ever seen as far as, you know, combat sports go. So do you book it and then figure it out or figure it out, then book it? Booked it. Now I got to figure it out. And you didn't, yeah. you guys didn't figure out shit before. You're just like, and I've talked a lot of fucking shit. Yeah, yeah so, you really love to put pressure on yourself, huh? I love to put pressure on myself. That's exactly right. I fucking love it. I know we were talking about that too, even the New York thing. I remember watching the UFC and you guys always just hammering like the state of New York. You guys said people forget, right? Mm -hmm. It's crazy, but I was watching when it, like, it wasn't what it was, right? So what happened like, was- There th was states that didn't allow UFC. Th there was a corrupt politician- and I used to call this guy out saying that he was corrupt. What Only, was he corrupt for? He ended up going to prison. Like what? Like, like was he getting... at a fucking old age? He was an old fucking dude. He went to prison. They let him out of prison to die, basically, before he died. Why was, why was he blocking Silver. it? He was connected to the Las Vegas Culinary Union, who are total pieces of shit, these guys, right? And the Las Vegas Culinary Union is what was keeping us out of New York. Why? Like Because the Fertitas are a non-union casino. Okay. Yeah, the Fertitas are non-union. So these guys were spending all their members' dues to, to, to attack the UFC and attack me personally. And, and as soon as the Fertitas were out, it stopped. Wow. Yeah. You, they had a website, UFC Bad for Children, and all this other shit. Just total fucking scumbags. Yeah. And that's what kept us out. And the guy that they were in cahoots with was a fucking criminal. The Las Vegas culinary union, this guy, was a criminal. He ended up going to fucking prison. And uh, so then we get into New York, right? Seven years we've been in New York. Number one, number two, and number three all time at Madison Square Garden That's for the crazy. biggest gates ever. Damn. How's that dick taste, yeah. Las Vegas culinary union? <laughs> How many times Fuck have you gotten you. to say that? Hmm? How many times have you gotten to say that? How's this dick taste? <laughs> Everyone's the first time. <laughs> First That's time. Funny. You know the most viral clip of you that I see every day is when you call out the younger generation for being pussies? Mm -hmm. What made you say that? Like, what is it about these younger kids you think that they're just such fucking... I, I, mean, there's a, I could go on for fucking 20 minutes. Uh, there, there's a lot of reasons why I think there are. And it's not like during my generation there weren't a bunch of, you know, there weren't some pussies too. But this, this generation is, is next level. But I, the other thing too, to be fair, I think every generation... Thinks the next generation is soft, but right now, it, you know, there's, if you look at all the shit that's going on in the world right now, if we went to war, right, there's no respect for the police anymore. 
Uh, there's no respect for the military. There's no respect for, for, for uh, our country, our freedom, our, our, our way of life that we have here. You can sit around and you can pick, you know, nitpick and, and talk about things that are wrong with the United States. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell fucking your generation, my generation, everybody's generation. This is it. If this falls, there's no other fucking place to go. So all these fucking people are like, oh, God, if President Trump wins, I'm fucking leaving the country. They all say it. Yeah. <laughs> they all say it. Yeah, of course. Nobody fucking does it. No. Where are you going to go? <laughs> Nowhere. All these other fucking places that, that you think are fucking cool and you think are so fucking great. When the shit hits the fan, you find out who's who and what's what. We saw it during COVID. Places that I thought were fucking awesome. Places that I thought I would love to live. And then we fucking go through covid gang this is it so all the people that are out there marching and fucking crying and 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 protesting and all this fucking bullshit man this is the greatest country on earth and 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 we should be fucking defending it fighting for our freedom every one of us it's it's no different than the the conversation i had with theo vaughn the other day when we're talking about stupid shit like sponsors and all this other stuff. Everybody's afraid to stand up. Everybody's afraid to be pro-American. What other fucking country? And, and some of these other countries are completely fucked up. But the people who live there are proud of where they come from. They carry their flag. They stand up and they fucking, you know, you, you talk about, um, you know, people coming over the border from Mexico for a better life in America, right? <clears throat> Show me a fucking Mexican that doesn't love his country and isn't proud to be a fucking Mexican. Wake up, motherfuckers. Wake up. This is the greatest country in America. So anyway, this whole fucking thing started with you saying, so if we go to war right now, are you confident in this generation that we have right now that these guys are going to go out and storm some fucking beach somewhere or, 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 or whatever? There's a small fucking handful of people, most of them probably down around the Bible Belt and down south, that'll actually fucking stand up and fight this fucking country right now. It's scary. Fucking Habib's crew in Dagestan could probably come in and take over this fucking country right now because this generation is such a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. When you look at some of these people in it's these other countries, the about. shit that's going on in the Middle East, the shit, these, some of these guys from fucking Russia, any of the stans, you got a stan at the end of the, 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 the name of your country, you know, uh, <clears throat> bad it, motherfuckers, it is funny you built that. different, born different, different mentality. We're getting soft. Yeah. We're getting weak. Every fucking, every 10 years, we get softer and weaker. I've never actually thought about that, but every, like, when I used to work in a restaurant, obviously a lot of Mexicans there are so proud of Mexico, and they all come from shit, you know, like, terrible living, but they always will stand with Mexico. Fucking so proud. Have Show me a country shit. where the people aren't proud of who they are and where they come from. Yeah. It's so strong that Americans that have that heritage call themselves that, right? Yeah. What are you? I'm Italian. And no, you're not. You're a fucking American. What are you? I'm Irish. No, you're not. You're an American. And nobody hates it more than these people who are really from those countries when Americans say that they're, they're from there. You know, th- w- what people need to wake up and realize is that we're all Americans. You're an African-American. No, you're not. You're a fucking American. I'm Irish-American. No, you're not. You're a fucking American. We're all Americans. And we need to stop, fucking look around and realize what we have and how good it is. Ronald Reagan, great quote from Ronald Reagan. We're one generation away from losing our freedom. Yeah. And every fucking 10 years, it feels like we keep getting further and further away from that. 
Um, and we need to wake up. We need fucking Trump to win. Yeah, please. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? You think that Trump's I don't know, back man. in the White it's House? Crazy. It's crazy. It's fucking. Uh, I mean, did you see what happened in San Francisco yesterday or two days ago? Yeah. I think they so. cleaned up all the fucking streets. Yeah, crazy. All the streets. Yeah. It, <sighs> what? You think they're starting to do shit now? Because they're going to work? But you wouldn't do that for the people of San Francisco. Why wouldn't you do that for the people of San Francisco? How do you fuck up California? One of the great, Dude, one of the, arguably, fucking terrible. LA arguably, is just as bad. San one Diego's of the greatest worse. fucking places on earth. I know. There's a handful of places on earth that can evil can even rival California. California is one of the fucking greatest places on earth. And you know, how do you let it go to shit? You're absolutely right. The entire state's beautiful. So you showed that in a week you could clean the fucking whole place up. Yeah. But you won't do it for the people of California who are paying the taxes there and live there and work there. And LA's fucking different now. No, LA's gone to shit. Let me tell you what. It's gone to complete shit. 12 years ago, I used to look for excuses to go to LA, man. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd, I'd, I'd create meetings to go to fucking LA. I don't go to LA ever anymore. It's not. I go to LA if I have to go to LA and that's it. You know? You saw we're moving to Florida? I did. We're pumped. Yeah. Everybody's moving to Florida or Texas or Nevada. The only thing that sucks is it's farther from Vegas, but that's the only downside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last time I... So basically, Miami is what LA used to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. My last trip to Miami, man, I went to Miami back in 09. Me and Lorenzo went down there. It was when the economy crashed. That was the last time you've been there since? No, we partied. No, besides no, no. that we time. We went there for... Yeah. No, I know. I'm saying. But for years, I hadn't been there since then. Oh, okay. Since 09. And it was a shithole. Oh. Windows all boarded up, fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Miami is off the charts now. Off the charts. It's one of the fucking hottest places on earth. People out everywhere. Restaurants are unbelievable. Packed. We were at that, you know. Uh, Grapman spot. 100%. And uh, it's, it's fucking incredible. And it's DeSantis. DeSantis is one of the greatest governors of all time. If I lived in Florida, I wouldn't want DeSantis to run for fucking president. I want DeSantis to be in Florida for the rest of my fucking life. What that guy did through COVID, what he did to that state, and he's the reason everybody's moving down there right now. So, yeah, um, much, much respect to DeSantis for, for what he's done in the state of Florida. I want to know how close was the the Elon and Zuck fight to ever happening? I was, you know, I was talking to these guys, you know, once or twice or three times a week leading up to that whole thing. It was very real, and and for the for the for the brief moment that it was happening, it was fucking fun. I was having a blast with it. You know, Zuckerberg is fascinating in his own ways. Yeah, he's all in. You can and tell. Musk is fascinating in his his own ways. So, talking to both of these guys on a daily basis on this stuff was it was fun man uh i have a lot of respect for both guys i like them both a lot and uh it, it was fun in the, in, in the short how, amount of time how, that it what why do you think it fell through well they're both one of them's 54 years old they're both fucking multi-billionaires yeah. and you know but like the one of them uh, just i think that interest? zuckerberg is obsessed this has become an obsession for Zuckerberg. Yeah, you know you can tell. he's one of those guys that once he fucking zeroes in on something you can tell <clears throat> he's all in for musk this is kind of like you know this was musk fucking you know he likes talking he's shit yeah fun. fuck yeah. you and and, yeah. and, da, 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 da. And, and and musk is musk is brilliant and, and and the thing about musk too is 
He's a very necessary fucking human being in this country 100%. right now. He gets it. He sees it. He has the money. He doesn't give a fuck. And, and he's, he's brilliant. And he has a ton of fucking common sense. And he's not going to let anybody fucking, you know, push him around. So he, he's, he's a voice and a, uh, a presence that this country needs right now. Maybe the world. Not just, not just the United States. The world. Elon Musk is an, an essential fucking human right now on this planet is there any other like super fights that you could see happening over the next like two years or year there like- is we're talking about one right now actually that just popped up a few days ago so i can't talk about it but you know till we get a million- is it involved but, mcgregor yes. at all um well e- every fight that you would consider a super fight would would involve mcgregor but this one isn't no damn do you think connor i know you guys asked it a lot but Connor, does he fight next year? You yes, think? Yes, hundred percent fights next year. And is it still versus Chandler? Or is it still, or it could be anyone now? We'll see. I mean, we'll see the timing of when it goes down. The the, the good thing for guys like Chandler and you know, you know, there's a lot of shit talk about fighter pay and all that other shit. You don't see these guys hurrying up the fight. John Jones takes off for fucking years. Chandler can hang out and wait for fucking Connor. You know what I mean? I mean, Ch- Ch- when you think about Chandler, Chandler was fighting in fucking Bellator, right? Now Chandler can just sit around and take his time and. You know, wait for Connor however long it takes. And, you know, so these guys are all in good positions where they can wait for the right time, the right fight. I guess technically you wouldn't deserve it, but as a fan, like I love the buildup. Islam versus Connor would be crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Chandler, when you actually think about the fight, yeah. Chandler Connor is a fun fucking fight. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Fun yeah. fight. Anytime Connor fights. And Chandler. Yeah. Tell, tell me the last boring fight Chandler was in, even going back to Bellator. He was in exciting fights in Bellator, too. He's a cool-ass guy, too. He's a very good dude. Very nice guy. Very good Ooh, dude. Was his last fight Gaethje? I'm not tripping. Poirier, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, I what, think so. What else do you do, Dana, outside of work? Well, these days... To keep you grounded, to keep your head I, on straight? Listen, I mean, you guys know I hang with my fucking kids all the time. I I, uh, I play blackjack, and I work. I, since this whole hell thing, I'm, like, running four... Five, so, you know, we own... Uh, throw one me and the fertitas yeah, yeah. right so we own ridiculousness on mtv oh, yeah, yeah. we own nitro circus um sls skate league and travis pastrana's uh, uh nitro cross so the, they're, they're based in california when we bought the company i'm building the offices here moving the whole fucking company here so that i can oversee it day to day over here and, and and be involved we hired matt Cohn, who uh was from uh wma yeah, yeah. He, yep. he, he's he's running that company and then i got slap i got frank Lemasella, who, who who's a WME attorney that I hired, he runs Slap over here. He's he's the president, and I oversee all these companies every day. Fucking hollerhead, and so I'm running like four businesses right. Give now. or say fuck, like I have too much on my plate. No, that's the problem. I'm I'm a sick fuck. Something's wrong with me, and and I I don't have enough. I keep taking on all these other projects, you know. Yeah. Plus, you know, doing a lot of shit with all oh, those just brainstorming yeah. different shit. Dude, I want to see Slap. We need to get in. We used to talk about it all the time, but we need to get in like. A guy, like a Jerry Springer type situation, I think, where a, a guy had his girl, she was she had a side piece, and the side piece and the main girl slap each other for like the, the win. You want Jerry Springer? No, but like that kind like of Jerry style. Spr- we you should get I mean? Mentory involved. Mentory, <laughs> Men- Mentory is like if you looked up a Jerry Springer fucking, uh, you know, somebody that would be on Jerry Springer, it's Bob Memory. Bob Memory is like the fucking perfect, right? 
I'm sure he's going to hit you up about this yeah. very oh, shortly. He need, well, he ain't doing nothing. He needs fucking work. He needs some money. <laughs> Daddy, will you bring him back and let him make some money, please? <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> his uh, father, his father disowned him and now he's fucked. It, you pay Daddy Kyle, let yeah. him go. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge bag fumble. Huh? That was the biggest bag fumble, probably. Biggest bag fumble. Ever. It, was the, it was the biggest what? Biggest bag. Like, he fumbled the he bag. He fumbled. Have you heard that term? I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was eating at a fucking restaurant down in Florida. I found out from him. He and I talked because we had something going on. He told me what was going on. I literally got up from the restaurant, walked outside, and I called Menory. I said, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> you don't understand. I said, stop. Get on a fucking plane right now and fly to Kyle and do what you're fucking supposed to do. I'm telling you right now, you're going to regret this for the rest of your life. You don't fucking da, da, da. We go at it for fucking 20 minutes. I said, by the end of it, I said, all right, motherfucker. Remember, we had this conversation. The rest is history. And fucking straight down to the bottom. Straight down to the bottom. And, you know, these, are, these, these things go in patterns. He has a new sugar daddy. You know, um, <laughs> Kyle is not a sugar daddy anymore. He's got a new one. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of this weird thing with Menory, you know, and you go through it too. You know, <laughs> Bob's one of those guys, like he's a fucking, he's a nightmare. But then when you talk to him, he has that personality that, that the guy sucks sure. you back in. He's yeah. not a bad guy. Right. He's, he's just fucked up. Yeah. But he's also he's, the most entertaining human being. I yeah. Think I've ever no, seen. it's true. He's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. He is a walking, talking, fucking train wreck. <laughs> and uh, he cannot get out of his own way. He can't help himself. It's almost like he has to sabotage himself. If things start to get too good, yeah. he has to destroy it and sabotage himself. And then go, my life, and fucking get on fucking, you know what I mean? And start whatever, you know? And... Uh, Oh, it's fucking crazy. I don't know. I don't think people know how much we've talked about this behind the scenes, it's too, right? It's fucking crazy, you know? We must have had over 100 calls about this, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably at least, more. At least it's, it's not funny. Like, funny. I, yeah. I, I don't hate Bob. I don't dislike Bob. He's, he's, he's a fascinating human being. But all the relationships that he has damaged over the last however many years that <laughs> since he popped up, he popped up like right before COVID, yeah. had the funny videos and shit like that. And uh, went on a nice little run, but sabotaged every single fucking relationship he's ever had. Very few people will take his call these days. And, and it's like, he can't help himself. He cannot, every time he hits the, you were the pinnacle of success for him. He was fucking there. That dude was going to fucking, ha had it set and was going to make real money. And, and it's fascinating, as I was in it, but out on the outside, not in, but not in. And to watch it all unravel. And I was talking to both sides. I was talking to you. I was talking to him. I was talking to the Shahidis. And, and, and I tried to reel him in and get him to do this. And he just was, was in this place where he just absolutely refused. And, and, and it's not like Minnery's stupid. Minnery's not stupid. And he was sabotaging himself. And, and I don't get it. I don't get it. It's fascinating. He's I don't know like, what he well, wanted. Dude, that I don't know what he wanted. No, he you... wanted to destroy it. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, have you no, seen... I'm telling you. He What's... wanted to yeah. destroy it. There's no amount of money that you could have went back to him with and said, 
this is what will pay you. Are you all right? Maybe it would have said, maybe for 30 seconds he would have said, all right. Two days later, he would have destroyed it. He's got this self-destruction thing. Yeah, I don't know. get it. It's I don't a, think we'll ever understand have it. Have you seen, is it uh, you, me, and Irene, Jim Carrey, where he has two personalities, like two people? Yeah. It's, it's like that. Yeah, it's he's true. He's got two, two different people. You're right. So yeah, no, he's definitely got some, he's got some issues. Yeah. Uh, he's got a fucking laundry list of issues, but he's got this, this, this thing where he, he will sabotage anything good in his life. Do you pay attention to a lot of other creators or like, do you watch what's hot and what's like the next big thing? Mm. Like, do you, have you seen this? I'm fascinated by the whole, uh, influencer world and and social media and how this whole thing is working. And, um, there's so many talented kids out there, um, you know, I got into social media immediately. As soon as, as soon as Twitter happened, I got it. And I got out there and started. And I used to do my video blogs on YouTube where we, you know, do these whole behind the scenes things. So I got the whole social media. I'm like the, the fucking, uh, the uncle of fucking social media. And uh, now I see all these different kids out there, the creators, you know, like fucking Logan, who, who again, is one of the guys that, that was early on and big and all the, these kids that come to, to slap and stuff. And it, it's cool to watch. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. What's your take on the in real life streaming? So like when people come to the power slap event, they're live yep. streaming. So you'll see now people are getting jumped. Everyone knows where they are. I don't know if you've paid attention to any of that. Like Steve just started doing it. We flew to fucking Brazil, did it in the favelas and it was absolute madness. I knew you were there, but you guys went into the favelas. Yeah live so we're everyone's watching us live like it's a fucking tv show Holy like it's fuck. the truman show yeah and this is like the next big wave so how'd it go it was great time absolutely terrifying when, when yeah when did you get back uh i was only in brazil for like six hours what yeah i did do a podcast you flew to brazil for six hours yeah that's some gangster shit right there fuck yeah thank you Steiny. yeah Steiny. <laughs> yes there you go you might you go to real you might pull today yeah you went to real Straight to the favelas. That's real left shit the favelas, right there. Woke up, landed at 6 a.m., went to do Patrick Bet David, and then flew here. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. Don't call me fucking Menory 2.0 ever again. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, he could never do that. He's, his anxiety would fucking blow him out of the water when he came to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, one of the greatest places <laughs> on earth. One of the safest places on earth fucking amazing place i say it all the time if you've never been to abu dhabi you have to go to abu dhabi he's there for fucking hours and his anxiety just fucking how do we keep talking about minery anyway oh you said minery 2.0 um but yeah that, that's that's fucking badass that you guys went down there and did that that's fucking gangster yeah that it's crazy but it's just i don't know what it is it's like new content everything you got to just adapt with what everyone's liking and like you see aiden comes to the slaps yeah like and they're just live yeah. And it's just, it's bizarre. Aiden's another one. 100,000 people are watching this Aiden kid. is fascinating. This guy gets on there and does, he's he's another guy, man, that, that um, you know, I was sitting in here a couple of days ago with a psychologist and uh, and Hunter, right? And these guys are fucking psychoanalyzing me and basically talking about how I have no fear of risk, zero fear of risk. And uh Aiden Ross is one of those fucking guys too. When yeah. you actually watch Aiden sit down and you know, we've gambled together many times. Zero fear of risk, this kid. He's fucking all in. You know, and for somebody that young to play the way that he plays with the money that he plays with, <laughs> pretty fucking pretty badass. Yeah, Aiden's a cool guy. 
Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm good. I think this was great, right? Yeah. I think it was all fire. Yeah. Now we go to... We got to just have Marky. you on every once in a while because we think it's just... It's like our when we do our boys only episodes. You're pretty much... We want to talk about like just relevant shit and get your take on stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. When was the up. last time we had you on? Over a year with Tyson, Isn't I think. Isn't that crazy? Listen, boys, you know you know me. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm, I'm Uncle Nelk. Whenever yeah. you need me, I'm here. Whenever I know you're you pretty need. much you're the you're the Nelk Uncle at <laughs> this point, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go.